My name is Nate Phillips, and I am the champion of J.I.W. After our debut episode of season four took the world by storm, the high, yeah, that's right, the highest rated premiere in J.I.C.N. history, and it's all because of me, and this is my confidant, the man closest to me. Hit him with a little bit of that bubbly buckles. Check us out on Journey Into Wrestling, where the podfather and I run down everything from the bingo halls to the brightest delights. If it's in between the ropes, it's on Journey Into Wrestling. Every other Wednesday on the Journey Into Comics Network. What on earth is that? It's a Journey Into Comics Network production! Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What? I always ask that of all my prey. I just like the sound of it. Brought to you by the power of the Journey Into Comics Network. This is the Journey Into Comics Podcast. The show that's 100% dedicated to everything nerd. With your hosts, the Podfather, Nate Phillips, the Podmaster, Brandon Stone, and the Journey Into Comics Network stepdad, Tyler McLaughlin. Time to make the Jimmy Chunks. Hey! Excellent! What did you do? And here we go. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press? This town needs an enema. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. This is Journey Into Comics 303. I am your host, Nate. Today, joining me once again, welcome back to the podcast, co-founder of the Journey Into Comics Network. He is the podmaster. You guys know him and love him from Game Addicts Podcast and the OGs. He is the masterful Brandon Stone. How's it going, bro? Thank you for that miraculous intro. It's, it's awesome to be here. Because guess where I am? I'm here. You're really. It here. may not look like that I'm here, but I'm here. The way we have it set up is the is that way on the video version. It, 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 we could have easily made this to where we were both in the same shot, but we're like, no, we're gonna do this exactly <laughs> as if nothing had changed. Well, I think that's important though because I'm gonna be doing this mm-hmm. at times when you might not be on the show, yeah. or you and Tyler are gonna be doing it when I'm not on the show. So. Learning how to do it, how to run the Streamlabs and figure mm-hmm. out this whole process. I, I'm grateful that you taught me, first of all, because it was really kind of a process. Um, but once I got everything set up, man, I love how the layout looks. I love how we've got things going now for Journey into Comics. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's a cool transition in this new phase of our show. Yeah, you know, episode 300 kind of hit, and we actually did it the, for the first time technically on 299 because we were actually – recording stuff for 300 then we did two not it was this whole timey wimey thing and how we ended up doing it i've been doing stuff like this for a little while on game addicts we debuted it around episode 100 i want to say the, the there's actually on the youtube channel it's no one else can see it but me it's the very first time we ever did video 
and it was I, I believe Tyler was there for that one. Wow. And so that's uh, I don't think it's available for anybody else to see. That was just like a the, we didn't have a good camera angle. We didn't have good lighting. I just wanted to see what it would look like. Sure. You know, to get started with because you kind of have to dip your toe in. We you know we got the access with a new laptop that's capable of live streaming. Because first off, that's it. You know, we, we, we've had the capability to podcast ever since we started. Everybody who has a cell phone, all you need is one of these to technically be a podcaster. It's really not that demanding. You immediately made me look for my cell phone. Like, oh, shit, where is it? I don't – do I have it? It's, it's just in my pocket. Just yeah, it's thing, my pocket. So. No, so, like, adding in this other element, a video element. You know, a podcast is mostly an audio, you know, experience. You know, you, you take it with you on your phone or whatever play it in your car and you're on your headphones when you're on like the transit into work what like whatever a lot of p- different people listen to podcasts at different t- periods and time uh, time of their day some people enjoy watching and looking at our beautiful faces i don't know who but some people do you know uh, uh, other much bigger podcasters do the same exact thing they have a video element some don't bother with it they just say you know what whatever you know we're just audio based i I've always been into video stuff, as you know. Oh like, yes, we we've done a lot of different things over the years with the band, with different just different iterations of stuff. Doing YouTube actual video stuff that we tried to do early on in the JIC. JIC uh, reacts, bro. JIC reacts. We even did the Stan Lee Cup, which actually never made air because we lost footage. Um, I've actually thought about piecing that together and just good because I want to use it to learn more with. With, with what you're doing, right? With what I'm doing, just to just to mess around with it, and, and Melissa as like a fun little, you know, wink and nod. Maybe we'll bring, you know, Stanley Cut back. Of course, now it's a whole new different meaning because the dude ended up dying. Man, what the hell? Well, he's dead, and also it's it's a lot harder to like willingly have food tasting competitions with a large group of people because of coronavirus. Yeah. It's like, uh, well, wear your mask, stand five feet apart when we're recording it. We're going to do each individual person responding to their burger in five-foot sections, and we'll see how it plays <laughs> out, you know. <laughs> Remove your mask, please. Okay. Now take a bite of the burger. I think it tastes like yeah, it is definitely Wendy's. No, you're wrong. It's a fucking Big Mac, you moron. <laughs> you know, they had like the... Like, of course, we have to wear masks, and, and, and okay, we don't have to wear masks. You should wear masks. You should wear masks. Be considerate. But, like, you know how, like, the like the onesies have, like, little buttoned-up butt flaps? If we had, like, little buttoned-up flaps for the mouth, you Mouth open. flaps. Say <laughs> so yeah. you're wearing your mask, you just release the flap, and then put Retrieve the burger. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, I would be uh, I would be remiss if I say I didn't have a really great time doing that, though. I know we're reminiscing, because that's how it always happens with us, but, like... Way back then, man, doing the Stanley Cup was a fun experience that I do hope to someday find a way to replicate or do differently. You know, a lot of different it. things came together for that. A lot of different people teamed up. Of course, it was what you and I and Mike and Nick and and my wife helped. And uh, Dick showed up for five minutes. Yeah, to Dick lend was there. Zero for help. Yeah, no, he just he was there. Like I had a concert that night. Yeah, whatever. Actually, do you know what I also remember about mm-hmm. that? I think he came over to like see if I actually played guitar because you had told him that I played in- an instrument. Like we were in a band together. And he's like, whatever's good and fucking play guitar. And then like we started talking about music, and he was like, oh, this guy's like he actually knows what he's talking about. Okay, like I'm gonna leave now. I got that show. Well, like he was also borrowing Nick's bass. Yes. So Nick was supposed to bring his bass there, and we all just ended up playing different licks on it. Yeah, I do remember that. That was awesome. <laughs> that was an awesome time. But uh, Brando, today our show is kind of small and focused. We really have one thing, at least off the top of my head, that mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about today. We've been leading up with it for about two weeks. Uh, we almost didn't get to do this. Almost, but we went out to a store and picked it up. 
Each looks, of us got a copy. It looks great on camera. Yeah. Negan lives. Got my copy right here. We we got back home and and, and we both read it. And so we're going to be giving you our hot take with that. But I have a I have a little news story that I found. And again, with with with, with the internet, you never know if something's really real. Got to grain that salt. Okay, yeah. The rumor mill, right? Sure. Rumor and innuendo. If you will, rheumatoid arthritis, and I, you're, yes, and I, 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 and I totally had to use my foot to help me open up that laptop. I didn't want to move. Rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid. Anyways, since last week, one of the big topics was Michael Keaton returning as Batman. Yes, and we talked at length about that. Apparently, Ben Affleck is also returning. Yes. As Batman. And now this is, again, Rumor Mill 101. So uh, has Affleck said anything? No. Has Warner Brothers said anything? No. no. Has DC Le- No, they never said anything. But someone within the company has let leak. Somebody somewhere has told somebody that this is a thing that's happening. So apparently, and, I, and hopefully you guys can hear me all right, uh, this is kind of a, like, not a very good... Like boom, it's the worst mic stand on earth. I'm and you so got sorry. it for me. Oh, well, I, we only have the other ones. I mean, it was like <laughs> I have my shitty one right. that doesn't we'll really work well for me. A shitty one also doesn't work well for you. So, oh, my battery's running low. That's why I needed my fucking fuck. Yeah, we are gonna get through this pretty quick. So, uh, this is on Cosmic Book News, not Comic Book News. Cosmic Book News. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving that S around a little bit to avoid plagiarizations. <laughs> Tricky so, bastards. Ben Affleck is, is said to be back as Batman again and attached to HBO Max, specifically that branch of the company. Uh, now, back in May, the rumor mill was uh, was on service on 4chan, of all places, about Ben Affleck back as Batman, and now the lightcast and cultured nerd YouTube channels claim the same. The new info... Uh, claims that Ben Affleck has already signed a new contract to return as Batman and that Affleck will be involved in additional appearances related to the HBO Max and the Snyder Justice League movies. With an S. Yes, plural. Ben has in- indeed signed a new contract and he-, and he is coming back, says Taylor Murphy of-, of The Cultured Nerd. The official announcement expected to happen at DC FanDome or during Justice Con. One of the two, we're going to get that announcement, but it's going to be happen before September. We're going to get the official announcement, and we're going to get the Snyder vs. Batman uh, is going to be returning. Murphy goes on to shoot down the notion that Michael Keaton was brought in as a replacement. Ooh. He said apparently that's not it, as well as Pattinson being a replacement in what's being created as a DC multiverse going forward. Um, They're bringing everybody back. This is planned. This is a design because of Zack. This is a plan that they're moving forward with. I mean, I keep saying it's a great time to be a DC fan. Murphy also brings up a good point that the artwork released with the DC, DC Fandom Virtual Convention looks like the DC Multiverse, which is a picture here. You have Hall of Heroes. You have DC Funverse, DC Insiderverse, DC Kidsverse, DC Uverse, and Watchverse. All over the place. Hmm. So, be interesting to see what's on because those look like different bubbles and different hubs where you can go to that are going to be focused on certain aspects. Certain the aspects. kids channel, the DCU is probably 
um, their u- streaming service, DC Universe. So, why Ben Affleck agreed to, to return as Batman? They get salt, right? A bunch of salt. Rumor toward arthritis. Rumor toward arthritis here. According, uh, regarding as to why he's returning as Batman, it said that Affleck will once again be in control of his Batman. Ooh, interesting. So creatively, he has final say. Interesting. Istri- I can't speak. Interestingly enough. You got it. You did it. it. Is. Great I job. Had to start over. You know, podcasting for a living. And then, of course, then you, when it comes time, you can't speak. Your mouth's like, I can't work. Got the got the Cobain, and I don't mean the end of Cobain, oh, no. just the marbles in his mouth. No, 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 I knew it was dark. So lines. apparently, Jeff Johns has been blamed as the reason why Ben Affleck left the role to begin with. You just spiked me to think of another topic I want to bring. Okay, continue. Uh, as John as Johns is said to have caused interference between uh, with with Affleck's decisions involving the script. In addition, Zack Snyder brought Affleck on board for his choice to be the DCEU Dark Knight. So he was a Snyder guy. Uh, and since Snyder left Justice League, Affleck decided it wasn't worth all the headaches to remain as Batman. Johns is also blamed for screwing over Snyder and the problems with the Justice League proper. I've actually got further to add to that. We will see, because there's more. Um, so now that Snyder's back and the, and the Snyder cut is getting released Ben Affleck has agreed to return as Batman also on HBO Max it could be other properties that they release through the streaming service hint there was a rumor in the last episode we talked about HBO wanting to do a Joker a um, Jerry Leto Joker versus With. Batman Affleck to kind of finally have those two meet and actually have a movie that is more centered around that Joker character which we didn't get didn't get so like a lot of people who like have already informed opinions like I didn't see enough of the character to really form an opinion unfortunately well we'll have an opportunity to see the character if it really comes oh it did it to you it did it just it, just, it, it die it die yeah so <sighs> we got as far as we could <laughs> with that <laughs> well, well and there's more to add because you actually just sparked my memory uh Something interesting happened this week, too. Did you hear about the allegations that dropped in regards to Justice League? Mm-mm. Oh, wait. Was it about how Joss Whedon... Ray Fisher came out, who mm-hmm. played Cyborg, and said that Joss was awful on set, was yeah. terrible, rude, you know... Not, not a very nice of, guy. Not, he's not a nice guy, not a good guy. Joss said no comment, which I think says enough. Unfortunately, when you no comment or you don't even come out and say, I categorically deny this... Mm-hmm. No comment hurts you more because it's, I would talk, but it's going to be revealed that I am wrong. So, you know, whatever. But, like, my thing with this whole Joss Whedon thing is it it wasn't just him because Ray Fisher came out and said more. He said it was the enablers, Jeff Johns, which that sucks to hear he's an asshole, Mm -hmm. and some other guy who was uh, higher up in Warner Brothers that were enabling Joss to treat people as such and let things happen. Basically, come in and fix our movie. We'll give you whatever you want. And it doesn't matter how you treat people or, or the way you get what you need. Get what you need. This is what we're going to do. I see. That sucks. It sucks because, you know, Jeff Johns, you look at him and creatively, he's really tried to steer DC in a good direction, trying to almost, and I've said before on the show, he's like their Kevin Feige, but 
to hear he's an asshole or at least enables assholes in a way that, you know, we've already heard rumors that Joss Whedon had sexual assault allegations years, a couple years ago, I think mm-hmm. it was. And that was, you know, news that never really settled or whatever. He obviously got pulled from the Batgirl project that is probably never going to happen now. We'll see. Well, it's interesting because I, I read something just the other day talking about the whole Michael Keaton thing. Sure. And the rumor is that he's in negotiation for like a 10 film appearance. Whoa! Now, granted, this is also on a website that you don't necessarily like. <laughs> we got this covered. We got this covered. God damn it! So it again. <laughs> that, salt ru- that, shit. that rumored arthritis. Rumored arthritis. You know this whole like, uh, you know, uh, what, oh shit, what was her name? Oh, her name's Rodriguez. I I was gonna call her Michelle Ramirez <laughs> for for it's Fast and Furious, right? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Resident Evil, one of those. Yeah, <laughs> maybe one of those. multiple. I don't maybe remember. all of them. I, we don't know. So. Yeah, uh, so for Michael Keaton to potentially do a 10-film appearance with at least three of those be- with him being a major character role, and the Flashpoint's going to be his first one. Mm-hmm. It's where the movie's not based around mm-hmm. him, but he's a major role of it. It's also being said that... and uh, So, like, now I'm taking, like, different articles <laughs> that had news and blending it all into this conversation. Sure, bring it. I so, it. apparently, it's not even in, in the script for Thomas Wayne to be in it. Really, like they're 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 doing their own take unique on Flashpoint. take on Flashpoint, sure. And that they what they decided to do instead of go the Thomas Wayne route, it's going to be the eighty nine Bruce Wayne character instead. Okay, cool. Because that Flash has already met Affleck's Batman, so him meeting somebody else, an older, a different Batman's like, hey, are are you? Yeah, are you my Bruce? Like, yeah. And he's also met another Barry. Yeah. So he now knows the multiverse exists exactly. and it's confirmed. And one thing, I don't know if you know this, but Crisis on Infinite Earths did something very clever. They named the Flash. And what I mean that is Grant Gustin calling himself the Flash makes Ezra Miller's Flash go, oh, catchy name. Like, I probably yeah. should use that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, that's so smart because that's so Barry to be like, sure, I'll call myself that. That's yeah, fine. Right. You know? I technically, I kind of thought of it. Or I, he, 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 his he, version I, of me. He, I thought of it. He, I thought of it. <laughs> so, all right. So, Michael Keaton coming in on a 10-film thing. Like, they also kind of shoot from the cuff to say that that could, that, that he could play a part in the upcoming Batgirl thing that has been in, you on know. On and off, shelf. On and off, shelf, whatever. But if they decide to go forward with it, they have a central character who can be the backbone of getting this new character in a movie going. Sure. The other one that was a huge, like, Metal Gear Solid exclamation point to me was the fact that they name-dropped, like, one of the films they had in mind. Again, we don't even know if he's officially back. Let's not start counting these chickens. Sure. Batman Beyond. Man. In other words, that website decided, like, what what is something that every single Batman fan really wants? Michael Keaton, old man Batman, and a young kid playing new Batman for Batman. You know what? Let's make a rumor about that. And if it's, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, I got a nerd boner when I saw it. I just got a thought, too. Continue. Okay. I, no, I thought I, you were very interested in my nerd boner for a no, second. No, I'm not, I'm not into <laughs> like, the nerd boner, no. It's almost like you thought, wait. I get those too sometimes. <laughs> is that what that is? Is that what we call that? <laughs> you just kind of had like a eureka moment. No, I was just thinking that um, what if the reason we haven't seen the color palette of all of Robert Pattinson stuff is because it is going to be a more um, beyond take. 
and it's been because what is the odd timing they are filming now they are about to continue mm-hmm. production all this news is quote unquote breaking yeah why is that would they not consider that is that a way to maybe make the batman you do batman beyond or maybe not maybe they don't even call it batman beyond it's just a different story and you can still utilize michael keaton in some role as far as I'm aware, Matt Reeves has already said, like, hey, these are going to be standalone movies. Okay, so he has his own plan. He has his own plan. Uh, they decided, because, you know, the whole thing was like, hey, Pattinson would be perfect for a for a uh, McGinnis role, right, yeah. for Batman Beyond. And he goes, mm, we decided that he's our Bruce Wayne. Like, when we read, there was between, ended up between being between Pattinson and some other guy, and I can't remember who the other guy was. Sure. But they weren't sure. And they even did, like, the outfit tests and everything. And you know, and, and got him dressed up, and and it was Pattinson. He goes, it, yeah, it, like it's him. You know, the whole screening process has got to be nerve wracking because oh, yeah. you got these two guys, and unfortunately, as I said, I can't remember the other guy. But to make it to out of everybody, the last two, and you're like, all right, what is this guy bringing to the table? What's his version of this character? Because it's one thing for the writer and director to be like, I have this idea, and we're going to do this thing. That actor has to grasp a hold of that, and in, and in a way, he needs to give that director exactly what's he like what he wants. But it's a symbiotic relationship. He needs to feel that character, and he needs to find out what part of himself he can elevate channel to become channel, that character. to become that character. Because for, for every single actor, that's a piece of it. It's like there's a you know even if you're making it up and you haven't felt these feelings before, you have to imagine what those feelings would feel like. Sure, and so. Like I, I just think you know when everybody else was like hurling at the thought of Robert Pattinson, I'm like, there's a reason why he was picked. Yeah, and I'm so intrigued as as to to see it and to see that come to fruition, and see what that version is. But we, as we said last week, we live in a great time. Yeah, as, as we said, we 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 could easily become over encumbered. We don't want to get over encumbered and have like, well, we have seven Batman movies coming out this year, guys, and you. <laughs> Did it, the fucking Lego Batman? Uh, Will Arnett. That movie cracks me up every time I see it. Every time I see it, because Wyatt, my kid, my oldest kid, he loves it. I catch something new every time, and it, it's, it's the very beginning of the movie where it's like black. Every every important movie starts with the black screen. <clears throat> Ominous music. Warner Bros. <laughs> and then it's like. DC, the house that Batman built. <laughs> Ooh, I like that AJ Styles reference. And then, and then they, it was like it was um, it was it was a a quote from a song lyric, and it was Michael Jackson. And at the at the end of it, it says he he, and it says <laughs> Michael Jackson. No, I totally said that, and it blacks out Michael Jackson's name and puts Batman. <laughs> That's the first one. The first Lego Batman. Well, there's only one Lego Batman. Oh yeah, it's it, the movie. Yeah, I think I've seen that. Oh it's my just, gosh, it's been a time. It's been a it, time. There's so many references, so many references. Like when the, the very beginning, the 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 Google or Google, I'm sorry, the Joker is naming all of these villains, and they're actual real Batman villains from the past. Amazing, including Condiment Man at the very end. He goes, and the dude goes, I think you're making that making these up. Nope, totally real. Probably worth a Google. <laughs> And, like, they're just like, you're supposed to be afraid. He's like, well, Batman's going to stop you. He's not going to stop me this time. Like, when when has he ever stopped me? He's like, what about the time with the two boats? Because this is better than the two boats. 
What, what, like, what about the time with the parade and the Prince music? <laughs> it's like all it. name drop on all these different oh, Batman movies great. and references. And it, the movie is very meta. As a Batman fan, I didn't think I would like it whatsoever. And I absolutely love it. Good. It is, it is like the guy that plays Voldemort plays Alfred. Ray uh, Fiennes. Yeah. And Voldemort's in the movie and he doesn't voice Voldemort. That's hilarious. I was just like, really? And then there was this one stoner dude. I can't remember his name. If I saw a picture, it was like Benson. Uh, Doug Benson? Doug, Doug Benson. I want to say he's the guy that plays Bane. That's hilarious. And it's like big, beefy Bane, but he sounds like this. <laughs> oh, shit, man. But it just, I'm, I'm very intrigued because I'm so happy to have the rumors of Michael Keaton coming back. I actually like Ben Affleck Batman. I want to see more of that character. He was the the one of the bright spots of those movies was Ben Affleck. The fact uh, I was actually a little a little disappointed that the the extended version of BBS wasn't on HBO Max and now it is. Yeah, because I actually edition. like that version. Like not that I didn't like the other version. I think we gave it like a seven, seven five, or whatever. But I think with that added content, it almost bumps it up to an eight for me. I really enjoyed that film, even though it's got a lot of issues, a lot of problems. It's still a good and like as just a Batman Superman fan. Hell yeah, I'm into this. It's a little goofy, a little silly. Martha, why'd you say Martha? And it's like, well, I mean, someone's like, this is really badly written. I'm like, we had to get there somehow, folks. <laughs> well, listen, you know, it's funny. I said this way back. I've been a DC fan for a long time, and I've never put together that Batman and, and, and Superman have <laughs> the same name. mom name. <laughs> so, like, like, it actually got me. Why did me. you say I Martha? Like, I was like, oh, shit, that's clever. But, but like, like, it's funny because I also said right at the, in that same year that we reviewed those, like, Civil War has almost the exact moment. Like, like, wait, he killed my parents? I'm a bad guy now. I was good, but now I'm angry. And now I'm, I'm angry. Now we're gonna fight again. Ugh. It all, like so it those movies they, they 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 have to work up to tell a story, both of them. Sure. And they have to get there. Sometimes we're all critics and we all think we can do it better. There's a reason why we're sitting here in this room talking about it. I think we talked about it. that last week, yeah, right? Where so, we were talking about how I, we don't go to NASA and try to do their jobs, yeah. you know? We didn't go to NASCAR and tell them how to drive cars. I probably could do that, though. I'm just going <laughs> to say, like, I'd probably be pretty good at that. Like, spoil, I always joke that, like, if I was born in North Carolina, I would not have been a podcaster. I wouldn't have been in music. I would have been racing cars. I, I probably would have been a terrible human because <laughs> <laughs> I'm from North Carolina. But I would have been racing cars, and I probably wouldn't have been really good at it. But You have yeah. a really good affinity for what makes good barbecue, though. Oh, yeah. Like, next level. That is something to do a podcast about. Barbecue? Barbecue. Because everywhere has different barbecue. You have Carolina barbecue. You have, like, Tennessee barbecue. Oh, yeah. Texas barbecue is completely different. Like, everywhere has different barbecue. And it's mm. really cool and really fascinating. Just you know, like, like to me, at least. Now I'm getting hungry all of a sudden again. <laughs> well, like I like watching and seeing what other people do, and then I try to replicate it. Yeah, this is the best way to become a better like chef in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. to look at somebody else's work and go, "Can I do that? Um, no, but can I try? Sure. Yeah. Hopefully it goes right, or it's going to be completely awful. Sometimes it is awful, and, and then you got to try again. Oh yeah. Never get discouraged. I remember one time no one showed me this. I was just like maybe a little enlightened and wasn't thinking in my right headspace, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy some Lambrusco because that's like a really sweet, fancy wine. And I am going to drench my chicken in it. And it turned the chicken literally brain matter gray. Oh. <laughs> it just dyed it this like ugly, <laughs> disgusting color. It was not good. 
It was not good. I was like, okay, well, that's one thing you never do. Don't you know if you're you can you can use wine to cook. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. that. But the way I used the wine was <laughs> to not how you it. do it. Yeah, it didn't work. Oh uh, yeah. Well, like okay, so like when I use my chicken marinade, it's my my marinade is like the most basic chicken marinade. Sure. It's Italian dressing. Yum. And well, it was some sprinkles on my Cajun seasoning. Double yum. So it just sits in there. And for chicken, I try not to let it go for longer than four hours, because the because and, and same thing with the wine too. It's acidic, so it's going to start eating away at the, at the fabric of, of the meat. Well, while it does tenderize, it makes it more juicy. If you leave it in there overnight, which you can do, I've literally had it where the meat's falling apart. Not in a uh, good way. No, either. no. It's like, like this is soup. Yeah. Well, and it's just like yeah, this is the, 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 this is broken down way too much. So typically, if the meat's thawed four hours, maybe maybe four to six, and no no like no longer, and then I'll take it out and I won't wipe it. I'll just leave it on there, and then uh, I'll top it with some more Cajun seasoning, throw it on the grill. Mm. And then, actually, what's really good, too, because tor- okay, well, tor- torpically, as I was going to say, typically what, like, what you do near the end is that you slather on some sauce. Oh, yeah. Getting some more of that Italian dressing and putting that on at the <clears> end, <throat> Ooh. really good. That sounds it good. It actually cooks up in a very in- like interesting way to where it's like you're not having barbecue chicken all the time. It's technically barbecue chicken because you're cooking it on your grill. Sounds honking but great. But it doesn't have any sauce on it. But it has sauce on it. It's sauce. just not the sauce you're expecting. Yeah. It's good. Damn. That sounds delicious. And today on the journey into kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Foodies watching movies making a comeback yeah. here for a time. Um, no, man. It, you know, uh, talking about nerd stuff. Last time we were on, I did make a recommendation. I told people, watch the Umbrella Academy. Yeah. I finished it. It's fucking amazing. I finished it, and it was so good. I went and found downloadable copies of the books so I can compare. Nice. And I've already read through book one, like the like book two and book three and book four. Um, I've only got... Sp- Holy shit. Fireworks. <laughs> Five and six to go. Not fireworks and six. <laughs> shit, my pants. Oh, my God. That was... Out of- <laughs> it's that time of year, folks, in Indiana where... The best part is there's um, a live reaction of us reacting to that sound. <laughs> um, dude, okay, so, like, there was one day. This is, like, you know, getting nostalgic now for sure. Game Addicts. There was one day where we were setting up, like, we had set up and filmed. This is back when we used a camera. And yeah. I had to take all those video files and put them in, edit, and them, edit them, and do, do the all that kind of stuff. But we were, we were sitting there doing the show, and something hit his house. I remember this. It's on the podcast. You guys were t- he we, took we, off. We just get up and leave. <laughs> yep. What we left it in. Because <laughs> we were like, what is that? Didn't you guys surmise that it was like a ball that the wind had picked up and like hit the house with or something? We couldn't maybe, tell. Maybe somebody threw it. or it, 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 uh, we, cause we couldn't figure out what it was. It sounded like a car literally hit the bottom of his house. Damn. It was loud. Yeah. It, it was loud enough that if you listen into that recording, you hear it. You actually Whoa. do hear you like because we we, we had those old uh, kind of cheap microphones that picked up everything. They do, dude. Mouse fart oh, yeah. or a or a couch fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a a non-existent thing that'll maybe see a, a blooper reel someday. Yeah, uh, we, we we were doing a sound check for for getting all this stuff set up, and I sat down, and it was like the perfect, <laughs> the most perfect fake fart ever. <laughs> you can't hilarious. You couldn't replicate how fake it Never. was. It's perfect. Um, but to, to briefly jump back to the Umbrella Academy, it's really great. It's not typical of anything mm-hmm. you've seen in the superhero realm. The twists are very clever. And honestly, I haven't finished it yet, so I can't really give my full judgment. And maybe we'll read through. Mm-hmm. That didn't get me that time. Fuck you guys. Um, 
I think that the story they did on Netflix is actually better than the comic. I think so. Like, the comic is clever, and it has a lot of good beats, and mm-hmm. it has a lot of the heart of what that story is. But there's a lot of stuff that they did that I'm like, eh, it's a little kitschy and a little too cartoony. But so the decisions they make for the Netflix show is like, oh, this is how you drive an audience, because now I'm hooked. I want more. There's actually you know? a whole, like, I get really meta with how I watch shows. Sure. And with the, with the Netflix formula you have to bring them in and, and create that need to keep watching. Yeah. If you watch any of the uh, docu-series I've had, like Tiger King or uh, The Pharmacist, they give you enough information for that episode's worth, and then at the very end, they hit you with something else. You're like, oh, my gosh, I didn't – whoa, really? Like the you know, like, like the plot thickens type deal. And so Carol keep, fucking Baskins. You, you, Carol Baskins. That's the only thing that we've actually agreed on. As a species this year. Is Carol fucking Baskins killed her husband? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> More than likely. She did. I mean, I asked my magic eight ball and said signs point to yes. So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but so I've watched two things. Sure. Two older things. Sure. First off, very, very quickly, I actually did watch Flashpoint, the animated thing. Nice. That's good. It was pretty good. Yeah. It was pretty good. I, I was a bit thrown off a little bit with their depiction of Flash. It's not what I see Flash as. He was like a very, like, the. Also, the show was very anime-ish, and I wasn't. It ready had for an that. anime feel for sure. Yes, and I wasn't. Re- I, w- I wasn't ready for that. And also, uh, um, my gosh, the, the the guy from Firefly, Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion plays Green Lantern, and I'm like, Fillion, is that you? Really? <laughs> and then I'm like, eh, there's Steve Blum. Oh, hey, look, there's what's her name? Yeah, I, I I'm like catching all these like voice actors and actresses. No, no, it was pretty good. The other one I watched. And you're going to be surprised when I say this. I've never actually sat down and watched a movie. Bad Boys. Okay. Yeah. Never watched Bad Will Boys. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. Yeah. Great. Never watched it. Classic. It. Yeah. 97. I guess so. It was great. 95. 95. 95. It was back then. Okay. So I watched it and was nitpicking it. <laughs> because I'm like, these are just a bunch of scenes that they just tather together and called it a movie. It gets better as, as the movie goes on. Early on when they're, like, they're just going from thing to, from, from thing. To thing from from like scene to scene, thing to thing, and it was just like, I'm not really feeling this. This is like, it's like they tack together a bunch of scenes and they're like, be funny, and so they were funny. Granted, they do have good chemistry oh, and yeah. they're funny to watch and be to get. The movie does get better before it ends. I'm not saying it doesn't, but I'm just saying like, I hope the second one's better than this because. Did you watch it? No, not yet. Okay, okay. The reason why I started watching them is because I found the third one on 4K Blu-ray for like. 10 bucks so I'm like I guess we gotta Bad watch Bad Boys for Life I gotta watch the other two to get reference cause I've actually only, like, I think I've seen more of the second one saw it on TV or something sure it was never a series that I like went out of my way to watch but then what I wanted to watch right after watching Bad Boys Speed oh yeah <laughs> I wanted to watch Speed so bad need that Keanu and I'm just like I wonder if Bad Boys and Speed takes place in the same Yokonautical y- 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 universe That'd be crazy. It's got to, man. Does that? Know. But then, does John Wick also take place during Speed times? Because then that's a whole other. And then does Bill and Ted? Because then they're time travelers. So then you got lots of Keanu. Maybe Keanu is the secret to the multiverse. Maybe he is. Holy shit! He's like when you like when you see like a picture of like somebody from like a hundred like a hundred years ago, and you're like, that's Nicolas Cage. And, nope, and it's just like, Keanu in a mask. Impersonating <laughs> <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> time traveling through the universe. Oh man! 
Oh. Yeah, but that's all I've really done. I, I've been doing a lot of work uh, for the podcast for Rank 'em All, which is weird, which we're going to start recording here soon. Been doing a lot of work on that. We, we did. Uh, I finished Last of Us Part Two. We did our spoiler discussion, which went up uh, last week on Friday. How big did that go? Only two hours. Surprise. Yeah, a little bit. We got everything that we really needed to say out of the way. I mean, I, I will say that both games, both of my really big and, and like anticipated games, FF7R remake and Last of Us Part Two are both games that made me think a lot. And when you have a property that does that in a game, I like that a lot. Oh, yeah, totally. I like that. I mean, granted, both of them made me think for different reasons. You know, on one hand, I'm thinking of, oh, well, are we going to do this? Kind of, okay, because it wasn't a, you know, FF7 wasn't the exact same game as the first time around. So then, do this, you can do this. So in your head, you're kind of going crazy with, like, the what-ifs. With, with, with The Last of Us Part Two, it's like I'm almost analyzing people's emotions and feelings. And decisions. And, like, their story paths and everything. And it's just, it's a dark game, and it will suck the soul out of you. Was the character trans, by the way? No. There is one. Okay, sure. Uh, but the main character that a lot of people were like, uh, she's beefy. She's okay. like, she ends up getting built. Okay. Like, she, sure. she got arms. They even mention it in the game, like, man, she built like an ox. You know? <laughs> yeah. She'd take your ass out. And, but, so online, a lot of the criticisms were like, she's a man, baby. You know? Oh, God. Talk, like, yeah, basically, like dogging on the way that she looks and that's where I thought it came from no there's actually a character in the game who is a much younger character and decides that he wants to be a boy that's awesome but they're also in a cult oh so it's a little bit interesting the way that they do it oh not so like that's not very accepted I, I'm not going to give away the story aspects of it, but it was very interesting, and I like the way they did it. Cool. I I know that there are some people who are saying this game is nothing but a a device to give you LGBTQ propaganda, and I think that's a load of bullshit. Sure. Just because your main character is not straight doesn't or a male, mean a fucking thing. Doesn't mean that why 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 can you not place this? In fact, you know there was actually one thing I saw somebody. I mean, who in their right mind thinks Laura Croft was straight? Oh, come on. She's she's got to be at least by. She's yeah. climbing rocks and yeah, going crazy. She's built like a fucking ox come in her on. own right. Yeah. Come I mean, come on. Let's be real. <laughs> so I saw somebody <clears throat> uh, message Neil Druckmann, who was the writer, or sure. one of the co-writers and then director of Last of Us Part Two. And um, I'm not sure what language was their the other language. It, it, I, I guess it does, it doesn't really matter. But her cousin uh, was really unaccepting of her being a lesbian. And, you know, because she came out to the family and some were, like, very supportive and some weren't. Her cousin was one of the pig-headed ones that was not. And he messaged her out of the blue one day. It's like, hey, um, just want you to know that I've been playing through The, through the Last of Us 2. And uh, the, the main character in the game is a lesbian. And at first I just didn't want to see them. I'm like, because I don't want to see this stuff. But then I started seeing how happy they were. And how I want, rooted, was rooting for them to be together in the end. And then I, I just want you to know that, like, I accept you. Fuck yes. And, like, you know, and I'm sorry for how I acted. So she was like, thank you so much to Neil. And Neil's like, that's what it's about right there. Getting people to see that we are diverse. Because that's one thing that they talked about in the making of that game. They have a whole, like, people at Naughty Dog who are responsible for, like, trying to make their story more diverse. By just not placing a white male cis male over here you're this character you know <clears throat> is there a way we can you know, represent somebody who isn't always represented yeah. wh wh whether that be you know 
your like your race or your you know your preference non binary or lack of preference whatever is there a way that we can include these characters in our games which represent our world because these people exist in our world so why wouldn't you encounter people like we encounter in our own everyday world yeah exactly you know? i mean it's really i hate to say it like this cuz i know that the old paradigm of video games wasn't built on this at all. I don't want people to think I'm calling people like like calling out for like the wrong thing. But the old way of making video games from an outsider's perspective who knows nothing about the industry and how it kind of came up and it was a lot of guys who are programmers, so of course they're going to put male-driven stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, they kind of are Nazi Germany about it without meaning to be. Like, we're going to have white men be the focus. That's what mm-hmm. we're doing yeah. our stories on. That's what you're going to see in the crowd most of the times, you know? And then you see things like <clears throat> Spider-Man, Miles Morales. You're going to have a Spider-Man character in the game that little kids who are African-American and actually probably little kids who are just different in general are going to identify with Miles Morales. He's not your typical Peter Parker yeah. story. And and that's huge representation is necessary we talked about this on our 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 tent or where we you know kind of went off on toxic fandom and whatnot um but ultimately i love seeing that the last of us is making um making changes even if it, it was just one guy that we're hearing a story about mm-hmm. if there's a hundred more of those guys the world's a better place exactly if that becomes a thousand more the yes. world's a better place so absolutely absolutely and then and that's why I feel like it is important for representation. It is important because we live in a world where people are so caught up on their own preconceived prejudices, whether or not that's ingrained in them when they're growing up, whether or not that is just how they mistakenly think. I hate to say a lot of times I think it is how people are brought up. I really do, and I think that I've even looked at myself and said, you know, I wasn't brought up perfect. I think uh, parents from our generation – we're not perfect people mm-hmm. and they made lots of mistakes and you know my parents have said we, we we did lots of crazy drugs you know and like lived that experience but my dad's also used language that i'm not proud that he's used that was instilled in me when i was a kid yeah and i had to uninstill it from my knowledge yes. and vocabulary Same. and just be like this is not who i am and i don't i don't, believe, I don't even believe in that word like or that the ideology of certain words and, and how they target to hurt people yeah you know uh and i just feel it's it's childish like it's like um you know what it is? It's monkeys slinging shit at the fucking windows of the zoo because they feel like, ah, I can't do anything. Everyone's looking at me. What am I going to do? I'm just going to take this and chuck it at you, and that's my best. That's my worst weapon is my shit. And they use this word as, like, their shit slinger. That sounds really bad, but, you know, <laughs> like, they're, they're slinging it. So, um, you know, I think it's good for people to evolve and grow, and you have I do to. Too. You have to. You have to be willing to say, like, I've not always been right. I've not always made the perfect choices. I've led myself down paths that have been. And I think it's also important for people to allow people to do that, to, to, yeah. to you know, to accept those people who have didn't see things a, a certain way for a long time and uh, are coming around. Hell you know, yeah. Be, you know, please welcome them in because, you know, a lot of us were there at some point, like to some extent or another, you know? Yeah. You know, we Like we all, you know, thought one way and then, Either it was a big deal or it wasn't. We we just became better people over yeah, time. You do. And I think that your world experience changes you. Yes. And I think 
and 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 you know this too because you come from small town USA. Living in small town USA gives you a very skewed perception of the world. Yeah. When you get outside of small town USA and experience the world, you're like, oh fuck, like there's all kinds of people all the time, and they're just do they're just like me. They're just trying to live their day and make sure they can put food in their bellies and shit in their toilets when it's all <laughs> said and done. You know, like that's the purpose of life. And like fuck if they're feeling it or whatever. But like. <clears throat> We got to be better. That's just, I mean, this is just to wrap up what we were talking about. I think that was on 301 with the Negro yeah. initially, but we have to be as people better. Absolutely. I think we're trying. I think there are definitely some of us that are trying. And then I don't just like mean you and me in the world. I mean, generally, I think there are people who are making strides to make the world come more together in this crazy time where we're so divided. Yeah. Even if you see a crazy old lady at Meyer going fucking nuts. Oh my so. <laughs> Dude, I didn't know what to make of that when you first started. Okay, let me, sharing those. Let, let's let's just because I don't I don't want people to think I'm making fun of the lady. No, I am not making fun of her. I just thought that her tirade was hysterical, and I mean it was hysterical because it went from everything was cool and normal, life was good at the mire, standing in line. V goes and looks at some clothes, then she tags me out, and I go look at some clothes because the lines are fucking long. So you're standing in line for a long time, and we're like this is fucking stupid lines. And then she tagged me out, and I'm looking at stuff, and then I come back, and then she's looking at stuff. And when she's looking at stuff, it's fair game. Everything has happened in this instant where I'm sitting there, I'm minding my business, I'm playing Pokemon Go. I'm literally like this. The card's in front of me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just doing my thing. Okay, whatever, fucking. And then I hear, fuck that stupid motherfucker. And I was like, shots fired, me? And I like, you know what the first thing I did was? I looked down on my shirt. Did I wear something offensive today? <laughs> PlayStation. Okay, I'm clear. It's just X circle. She's, she's an Xbox fan. She must be an <laughs> Xbox fan. She's mad. Shit. Well, what I then I then I quickly surmise because then it starts to become the tirade that ends up going on Facebook is that she must have seen a Trump supporter, and I've been guilty of screaming "fuck you" at Trump supporters before. Not necessarily in Meyer in that scenario, <laughs> but. But she felt that was the time because apparently this guy went by and then she's like, he's the reason the whole fucking world is going mad and, and fuck this motherfucker. And he thinks it's from China. And like she was going ballistic. <laughs> At first, I felt bad. But then she would stop for like five minutes and he'd be like, hey, cool. She's let it go. You stupid coxless. She would go nuts again. So then I started like, okay, I have to pull my phone out and get some of this because no one's going to believe me that this lady is just randomly she kept going looking around like, oh. like she was looking for an audience. Taking her mask down and up, yep. like, oh, man. And then she was screaming about people not wearing masks. She would literally tell people, fuck you for not wearing a mask. I heard her yell. I was like, whoa. My favorite thing, though, and it's in the final video. There's only two videos I posted, even though I took three. The final video, her son or whoever she was with has paid for all of his items, and he had, like, a cart full of shit. Yeah. She only has the booze they have got that she's going to pay for. The lady's like... It's ninety nine forty seven, and she goes a hundred damn dollars, and she's so mad that she's spending a hundred dollars on alcohol while she's counting her twenties to pay the cashier. I heard her say, "Shit adds up." Shit adds <laughs> up. Yeah, it does. And then, so then she, you know, pays, and then she's still kind of like lingering. We're like, "Do we put our shit on the fucking turnstile? Like, do we start loading our groceries up?" Which we did, and she's still kind of standing like off the distance, and she just yells, "Tyrone!" Did you get my bag? And she is holding her bags in her hand. And I am dying, trying not to laugh. It was 
a mixture of comical and sad. Like, sad because you go, maybe this lady has mental Ill- illness, problems, mm-hmm. or whatever, dementia, or whatever, and that's not funny. But she seemed she knew what she was doing. And she saw certain people that pissed her off, and instead of just minding her business, not starting shit, she started going to war with people. And uh, I couldn't not capture the moment, even though it was only a couple short moments of time. Um, so, yeah, that was my trip to Meyer, which was a whole lot of fucking fun. Uh, not. I mean, it, it was pretty good. It was better than the last trip to Meyer because last time we went earlier in the week during this coronavirus bullshit, we go, we load up on groceries, got a ton of shit, too much shit, spent too much money. That's a whole other story side point. We're standing in line. I'm like, Veronica, do you hear that? She's like, no. I was like, you don't fucking hear that? Listen. And it's like, just continuous, like, I was like, it's pouring like fuck outside. We're about to have a bad time. And we got out there. And let me tell you, from head to toe, I was 100% drenched because there was no spot to take your groceries. I backed the car up close as I could to the door and we just started quickly loading it in, but we were not covered by anything whatsoever. So I'm just getting soaked. Lightning's like, click cow And you're like, whoa, motherfucker! You know, you think you're going to get fucking zapped in the Meyer parking lot and shit. <laughs> you know, like I like thinking, how that was a, a literal comic book. Crackoon, you know? Crackoon. <laughs> From uh, Thunder, you know? Crackow! <laughs> it was. It was no shit. I was like, oh my God. So that's been my fun at Meyer recently, but I don't have any more Meyer stories, so we're going to have to move on from that. <laughs> that's okay. like, we do have one final topic today. We'd mentioned it earlier. We teased it earlier. Brandon's going to bring it up yet again. Let's get your opinion, dude. Before I gush on what I thought about Negan Lives, where do you stand in this story? Unfortunately, I want to know more. <laughs> well, and now Kirkman's done a good job now, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, exactly. What I really liked was the big twist at the very beginning. Where he is, uh, he's talking like, like, so you fucks didn't think I'd be back. I love that. You know, it's like, who's he talking to? Of course, it's it's just the first opening page. It's also very meta because Kirkman is saying, you guys didn't think I'd be back. Yeah, it's almost like he's talking to the to the reader, but you're like, who's he talking to? Is he talking to somebody we know? And no, it's flowers. Yep, it's flowers. (laughs) He's like. Does it feel right making you watch as I pluck your friends and family from the earth around you? <laughs> Feels bad leaving you to wonder when I'm coming back for you. But you're fucking flowers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Negan's as Negan as ever. I love it. And he, he even laughs at himself. And then he just ends up getting real somber. And then, of course, um, one of my favorite lines from the entire book. Sure. Um got any guy like you got any you guys got anything to say for yourself it's like he's talking to the flowers as he's walking like sounds like these it upsets me to be so goddamn fucking certain that i'm not going crazy i'd kill to hear voices right now yeah for real like he's all alone and of course he's going to the grave marker that he had marked for lucille yes the bat so he's still in the general area of alexandria alexandria so that's interesting to note because it wasn't the one that he had made later. It was the actual, the one where he had buried the bat. The yeah. broken bat. Yes. That he broke over Beta, right? Yeah. Uh, Was it Beta? I think so. Or was so. it another walker? I thought he broke it over Beta because he was trying to kill Beta and he hit him with it. And oh, was like, and oh, it shit, that doesn't work. It's been a while <clears> since <throat> I've read those. Man. But then he kind of has like this like whole diatribe about how he's scared to die. 
He doesn't want to admit it though. He doesn't want to admit it, and then that he know, like he's he admits that he's an atheist and doesn't believe it in the afterlife, so he's not going to even get to see her again. And it's like, so now he's like questioning. It's like, well, it's, I can't be sitting here talking like you're watching me because I know you're not watching me because that because that shit's real. And if you were watching me, I'd be pretty embarrassed about the shit I've done. But you're not fucking watching me. Yeah, exactly. like it just what I, what I really like about it is that it's like going through the psyche of like a man truly alone in the world, <clears throat> and like yes, what like what 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 his mindset would be in like within the cycle of that. So, um, we we don't know when exactly this book takes place, but we know it takes place bef- before the time jump and at the end of the entire the series. series. Correct. So at some point in between one seventy four. And 193, but in actually really somewhere between 174 and 192, realistically, yeah. in the timeline, because it's more confined. Negan has been probably alone for, it looks like a good six months. He's kind of ragged, you know, but of course yeah. this could be a little later in the story. Um, <clears throat> you know, he gets kind of in a situation where you're like, man, you really feel for how alone he is. And you're like, oh, he kind of sowed his own poison. And then I love he returns to his house and he's not alone anymore. Yeah, someone's waiting there, and it's like this attractive young woman, and he's just like, uh, hi. Am I hallucinating you? Yeah. Like, you're fake? And uh, her name's Lucy. Definitely hallucinating. Irony. Yeah. So he's just like, <clears throat> she's like, you got any food? He goes, yeah. Got food? <laughs> and so then they, like, they make some food, which he made some rabbit. It's rabbit. It's a rabbit. He looks kind of angry when he was eating that rabbit. I noted. He he, he didn't look very happy. It's a, it's almost like he's even slightly annoyed that she's there. Like I but, wanted to eat in peace. But then he's actually. But he lightens up a little bit when uh, it's like about how like she's revealing that she's like it's crazy how like this world is and how how calm she is or how like how how unafraid she is and how times. quickly things that have been maybe in the old world not normalized have quickly become normalized yeah. and i think you know it's really interesting to 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 touch on that one specific line because when i read that my immediate thought first thing in my head was man kirkman is so cleverly telling us really how he feels about what's happening now too this is in a way him saying like the old world that we knew before coronavirus is dead. Like that's yeah. the, we leave it behind. You can't, we're not going to go back to that. Wh- whatever it was, isn't going to be not for a time. And he's saying like how quickly acclimation, just you become used to the new norm. It just happens. You're just like, well, um, I can either sit here and cry every single day that the world has changed, or yeah. I could live in this world and not be sad that I'm alive. You know, and I think exactly. that was a really cool, beautiful way for him to. He's really talking to the audience in this book in a lot of ways. I feel he's like really talking to us, which I love. That's a really cool like way to take a uh, like thing to take from that, like to where 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 he's being a little bit meta with his commentary. Yes, and, and making it uh, like mean for both our world and the Walking Dead world. And then she starts putting the moves on. Red flags immediately. No, he's like, "What the hell? Where are they at? When are they gonna attack me?" She's like, what? No. He's like, come on, you're way too cute and not you're not even dirty. No, not speck on you. You're probably gonna jump me. I'm but double like, your age. Yeah, I'm double your age. And it, the the one line here that really made me laugh. It's like I'm a I'm a charming motherfucker, sure, but you start falling for my old ass two hours after after meeting me. <laughs> Horse cock sucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Megan's back. Oh. 
She goes, you're definitely smarter than you look. He's like, huh? And then they, these dudes end up attacking him, trying to strangle him. And he's he, he's even like, like the one dude's like, will you help me with this guy? He's a fucking tank, man. And then <laughs> Negan says, motherfuckers, does this seem like I give a fuck if I live or die? I'm barely fighting back and you can't get this done? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and then so like they start having him dig up Lucille. Which also is, a they're probably going to put him in the ground there. Probably. Yeah. But they yeah. don't know what's down there. No. Another twist in the story that I loved <laughs> is Negan having to explain to them what he buried and why. And it's, like, very serious. He he goes back through kind of what we know from Here Comes Negan. Sure. What we know from Negan Lives. Lucille was very important to him. Lucy actually <clears throat> is, she's, she gets scared because Negan doesn't give a fuck about digging this hole and the dude's like the dude's like uh, we don't want to use our guns but best not draw attention to oneself especially after doc but I will shoot you in that fucking stomach and watch the most painful death imaginable for the next few hours and (laughs) Negan says okay whatever suits me but how about now and he just points the gun to her she's like what and the other dude's like, what the fuck, Dirk? Like, oh, shut up, fuck up, Barry. <laughs> I love that you hear him. It's just like, ultra backwater motherfucker. <laughs> You're just as sick of as I am, and, I, and as I am not digging a hole for this piece of shit, I'm sure it's not going to be smell as rotten ass while I was sitting here for next week, so. So they're essentially coming in to take Negan's territory. Yes. They're going to come in Shanghai the house, which... Right. You know what is interesting to also note, and I was thinking about this just to <clears throat> pull apart the bigger narrative. This moment almost could save Alexandria without anybody knowing it. Because if these people infiltrate what they're doing to Negan, and they're that close to camp, yeah. realistically, Negan maybe saves Alexandria from these people. Yeah. You know? But it doesn't really seem like the death are too bright. No. Because after Negan like explains the whole story about the bat and Lucille, it's like that's the stupidest shit I ever did here. <laughs> ah! And then he gets up getting bit. <laughs> yeah, a horde shows up because they're talking very loud. I yeah, guess. yeah. Well, that's why I'm doing that, like the <laughs> like the Gomer pile, <laughs> like almost like. <laughs> um, in fact, that's almost man. There, there, there's this old wrestling manager. Back in WCW, his name was Colonel Robert Parker, and he was like he was like a Southern landowner. He always kept like fanning oh, himself. Like, my boys are gonna tear you up. Yes, they will. <laughs> Sitting there, he's always like, not like sometimes with his hat or with his, apparently having hot flashes. Yeah, and then Meng, Meng was his like was like was his bodyguard. Love it. Like you ain't gonna mess with me with Meng around. Oh, you ain't. You know what his first... Oh, okay. So we, we, we were talking about the world and how messed up things were at, at a certain time and how acceptable things shouldn't have been done even then. Yeah. Okay? One of the teams he was tag teaming or the managing was the Harlem Heat. And one of their original outfits was them in chains. 
I didn't know that actually. Booker T and Stevie Ray were in yes, chains. Yes, they one were in point. chains. That's crazy. Of course, Booker T is famously a part of the uh, the Hulk Hogan moment heard around the world, which <laughs> yes, you know, he is. Uh, yes, look that is. up on YouTube if you but haven't. But what I'm seen saying it, is but... that like a Southern plantation landowner with two dudes who have chains two, with two black dudes wearing chains. Yeah, yeah, tacky as fuck. Southern wrestling company. Anyway, yeah. So these guys get attacked. Buy some, buy some biters, walkers, runners, stupid heads, whatever they want to call them. And uh, so they're getting attacked, and dude starts firing his gun. Negan ends up saving Lucy with the shovel. Ah, uh, one of my favorite lines. What are you doing? I'm trying to chop your friend in half with this motherfucking shovel. <laughs> so, like, Negan saves the one guy from being eaten alive. Yeah. Only so he can shove the shovel into his chest. Oh, yeah. And he says, and I quote, Now you have a fucking shovel in your motherfucking heart, you motherfucker. <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. You should have let me... You should have shot me while you had the fucking chance. Why don't people just fucking shoot me? Why? <laughs> Rick would have solved problems if he would have just shot Negan. Do I look like you want to give me a chance to retaliate? <laughs> it's like you feel that shovel pushing through your cocksucking motherfucking heart. You god, you scraping and scraping your goddamn fucking fuckity spine. <laughs> it's your fucking fault. <laughs> Lucy's like, oh my god. She's like the horror. And, he, and, and he's like, quiet! <laughs> I'm trying to cut your friend in half with a shovel. <laughs> this prick was going to kill you, wouldn't he? This <laughs> whole panel of him pushing that fucking shovel. She's like, you are... Well, that didn't work. <laughs> he tried and he couldn't do it. He's like... That's the best I got. I guess I'm done now. <laughs> and she's like, huh? "Are you going to kill me?" Hmm. And then he's like, "Get her out of her grave." Her her grave? Yeah, my wife, not the fucking bat. And it's the like he left her in that hospital room to turn and just be there rotting. He still regrets it. And so he wants to go finish it. He wants to go you know, kill her and kill her zombified corpse and, you know, bury her and, and, and lay her to rest finally. And the whole last page says, don't you want to see what happens next? If they don't give us an issue too, I'm going to find Kirkman and shove every issue of The Walking Dead. Did you read I the whole letter hack thing? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. Absolutely. That was absolutely brilliant. Um, so I've, I've pretty much kind of dissected the things I loved about the story as I was talking to you about them, the different narratives that he talks about. But again, talking directly to his audience, don't you want to see what mm -hmm. happens next? He's not talking to Lucy. I mean, he is. Negan is talking to Lucy. Yeah, Kirkman. But Kirkman is talking to us. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, you know, and I said this a couple episodes ago, there's so much of that world that's left that is not touched or not been combed over or could be told or, you know, stories within that world that aren't the walking dead, but Negan lives instead, you know? Um, I will say I, I am hopeful that this is more than a one shot because nowhere on that book does it say one shot. No, it is issue one. Yep. Yep. And, um, 
It doesn't say the end or to be continued. It just kind of leaves it open. So, you know, maybe uh, one day we'll get it. Now, he did say in his letter hacks, he's like, you know, um, if you're an eagle-eyed reader, you'll notice that Lucille was was a wooden cross has a wooden cross grave marker at Negan's house in 174, but in 193 there's a headstone. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he he knew that he left the real real Lucille's remains in the hospital. Uh, and I always like the idea of Negan going back on this mission to retrieve those remains and put them to rest properly. The beginning of this quest, the book that we just read. Uh, he thought would make it an interesting little side story. You know, and then he's like, okay, so here's like a little side story we can send out to kind of help boost the comic shops and bring them back, <clears throat> bring the audience back with this way with everything, with everything kind of kind of going on. And it's and it's Negan based. Negan's a character who he kind of left open ended, uh, you know, with a like vague and book. a name that is going to sell yeah. comics because yes. he's a merchandise driving machine mm-hmm. now. And then uh, he says, here we are. Negan lives. I hope you enjoyed the surprise return to the Walking Dead universe. I can honestly say I don't know if we'll ever actually see what happens next. To me, you see the headstone in 193, and the story is pretty much told. But I'll never say never. But but probably never. Probably. P.S. Clementine lives. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So another little... I've, as as a little one shot book, if we if we never got another one, I think it's kind of cool because it does kind of let your mind roll with the, with that adventure, and of course he could also release like a little six issue. Just keep it going. Do like five more issues of this book, man. Give us him and Lucy starting the trek to the mm-hmm. hospital. Maybe they make it to the hospital. Maybe they've met a couple more people on the way. But maybe while Negan is letting go of one Lucille. He has to let go of another, and he loses the other Lucy, too, and he has to, like, really come to terms with his life. That would be, like, the most... Because you've already driven this character to a point where he's had a full arc of the ultimate villain to kind of not even a bad guy. Even when he was doing terrible things like putting a fucking shovel through a guy's chest, you're like, oh, well, that's just Negan, like... Doing his the his dude thing. did say he was gonna try to kill him, and he was he was thinking about killing the woman. Yeah, you know, so Heat of the moment. I mean, I understand. I get it. He um, Negan has this place where he could go and just become that guy really but easily. Like Kirkman said, you could just leave it at this moment, and it's a beautiful hey bookend. You got a little extra Walking Dead. Enjoy it while you had it. Uh, I just hope we're not done. Yeah, there's there's so much hope to me that this reinvigorates him. And one thing I loved talking about the letter hacks that's at the end of the book, he talks about how this even came about. Yeah. And the call of like some of the upper higher up people that work for Diamond and other companies that that release these, how they distribute the comics through the world. You know, we're like we're in dire straits and this could actually kill the comic industry coronavirus because creators aren't creating and things Mm -hmm. are on hold and you can't really get stuff out to your consumer and everything. And he said as soon as that guy started talking about this, all he could hear was Negan's voice. And that, to me, is the itch that Kirkman doesn't want to stop scratching. Yeah. That makes me feel, we'll get more of this. Maybe it won't be, you know, next month, here's Negan Lives yeah. too. But maybe in six months we get another issue, and then I six think months, be neat. another Give him time. issue. You yeah. Know, if he's going to actually work out a story, which it doesn't have to be a massive story, just like you said, just five more books, make a six-book run. Of course, he'll fuck up and create a super loved, beloved character and then have to do a whole other spinoff. Like, God damn it, I just can't escape. <laughs> Michonne's Pet 3 has got his own miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
<laughs> I just think it'd be hilarious <laughs> to do to do an issue of The Walking Dead from a perspective of one walker, and where there's no words for the entire thing, just. But you would hear other people's uh, words. That'd be funny. Well, something like just that. Just conversations. You hear like, I told you to get the milk. <laughs> I would just like this one walker. You'd see it just kind of shambling along, and it's like looking like. <laughs> it just keeps walking. <laughs> oh fuck, man! I love the book, Brando. I'm I, gonna, I liked it. I'm gonna say, you know, for what it is, and for me being such a big fan of The Walking Dead, it's a five star book for me. It's my favorite. It's like one of my favorite characters from that series, in a story I did never expect we would actually get. A little extra, like. That's what it was. Panache. It, it was a little extra. Yeah. That's all so, it was. You I love know? it. But, and the thing is, is that, like, you could tell it was good because when you got to the end, you didn't want it to be the end. You're like, oh, shit. Okay, this is it? Oh, man. Yep. Okay. No. That, so, no. Like, I, it, it's, it's not even really fair for me to read it, like, because I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. I just really enjoyed it. And, like, reading a one-shot thing or what could be a one-shot, like, this, this would be a really great issue one. Of a of a new story of a side story, yeah, you know, man, how cool would it be someday though, to have like I'm just to totally future trip, Negan lives could give us a moment that we kind of would clamor for as fans, because in the comic world, Carl is still alive, yeah, and Carl has kind of been the finale of the story. How cool would it be to get a Negan lives wrap up where he runs into Carl, and like they have the moment like your dad was a great man, look at me. I'm living proof that your dad was a symbol of hope. Yeah. That would fucking, oh, like, I just, even saying it right now, I was like, oh, I gotta. Well, like, especially if you do the, if you do that interaction where Negan is much older. Yeah, almost unrecognizable yeah. to Carl at first. And he's like, whoa. And then, like, you could have Carl's daughter be introduced, and that's, like, a moment that could have some beauty in it, you know, oh, you're, you're, you're beautiful, just like your sister or your dad or who, you know, obviously in the comics, the sister is dead, <laughs> but in the, in the, in the TV universe, Judith was, you know, a bigger role in Negan's life. So, you know, you could do, you could do whatever way. I don't know. There's beautiful, mm-hmm. there's lots of various options and avenues they could take if Negan needs to continue. Yeah. The question sure. is, does he, and I want him to, but will he? Kirkman's going to be Kirkman, man. I feel like it's important for him to work on new stuff. Yes. Because he's been doing The Walking Dead and he did Invincible. But, like, it's important for him to to grasp out and to try to tell different stories. He also did Outcast, which is highly unra- underrated and oh, not yeah. talked about at all. Do you know anything about it? Mm-mm. It was essentially based on a, a guy who became possessed by other spirits. And he would have to, like, carry out their final works and their last, you know, unfinished businesses and shit. And, like, crazy, terrible shit. It's almost like a darker version of, like, Quantum Leap. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Quantum Quantum but Leap was a great show. It's weird because Outcast was supposed to be a series on Cinemax or something, I think. It never really I came don't know if it ever made I, I have no idea. I just saw where Amazon's going to be making. Uh, they, they announced they're making a Fallout TV series. That's cool. That's got to be exciting for game fans. Of course, that's interesting because Fallout's more the name. Like, every story is its own unique thing. Every character is character me. <laughs> I am main character A who survived the Fallout, you know. So, uh, a little bit like each game kind of takes place in a different time perspective. The like three takes place in in, in the capital wasteland, so it's Washington D.C. You see a lot of these monuments that are just decrepit. 
New Vegas is in Vegas. Yeah, New Vegas was the new strip and uh, takes place in a in not in the United States in the New California Republic. Cool. You know, and then four takes place in Boston. So you get like a lot of the some of the areas like historical like marker shit. So that's kind of cool. Fallout Chicago. I'm kind of waiting for it. No. And there's oh man and it, it, oh shit and you got like these ghouls who've been like these these people who got really badly irradiated they became ghouls. But but <laughs> this is Fallout too. You'd be like a guy with burnt skin and he's talking like this. So you sure you want the double deep dish? It's pretty big. <laughs> was making these 200 years ago. They couldn't get enough of them. I fattened up that old city, I'm telling you what. It's like, now, man, lucky enough to get enough of the little rad rats and everything else. Not the same deep dish, but what are you going to do, you know? <laughs> he's just a normal guy. He looks menacing. But well, well, like, the, well, the ghouls look like they, like they look like all their skin's been burned off and they got like... They can't blink, and they got oh. like holes for their nose, so they look like. And their oh, teeth are exposed, probably too. Maybe a little. Sometimes. Like they're just like. Well, no, that no, no. They have muscle, oh, lips, yeah. and muscle, but no, they just look like. Look, cause you'll come, you'll come across feral ghouls, yeah. and they just attack you. But these guys have been existing for a long time. Cool. I can just see some old like Chicago cook dude. <laughs> He's got his hat on and everything. No ketchup on this hot dog. Yeah. You can't have ketchup on your hot dog. Can't have ketchup. I mean, come on. What are you doing here? I just, I, I, I'm not. I don't know why I keep going to New York. To, to New York. <laughs> We're in Chicago. It's gonna Langate your A's. Yeah, and Langate your A's. Not quite Wisconsin. Not no. No, you're not going that far. Not quite Wisconsin. It's in the only in the A's. <laughs> the A's come along. Hey. Hey. But uh no, Brando, man. I don't I don't really know what else to dive on to today in this podcast of podcasts. Uh, you know what? Uh happy anniversary to Back to the Future. Thirty five years came out on Fourth of July weekend. Of course, we actually got to see that happen in Stranger Things. <laughs> I didn't see the third season. Spoiler alert! <laughs> they go to the theater, and Back to the Future is on. Oh, that's cool. And then, uh, while being really drunk, cool, or maybe really high, I'm not sure which. Sure, it could be both. I can't remember why, but Steve and the other girl are like in the bathroom, going, "So he's gonna bang his sister." <laughs> It's his mom. It's not his sister at all. Or, or, yeah, no, his mom. His, can I bang his mom? Yeah, it's like that. Oh, that's funny. But they also, okay, so they actually go through a scene where they hide in the theater and they watch part of the movie, so they air, like, a little bit of a scene. Cool. And then, like, so the party gets split up and they can't raise whoever. I think it's Dustin that they can't raise. And finally they get a hold of him, and as soon as he hears the, here's the uh, like, the walkie-talkie, it's the fucking, fun. Boom. With the music mm-hmm. from fucking Back to the Future. Awesome. Are you there? Is it? Are, are, are you really there? <laughs> and it's it, it's playing Back Back to the Future like original soundtrack stuff. It's I thought it's amazing. You know, to touch on Back to the Future just for a second, which is going to not be a second. Sorry, listeners, this is going to no, be a go. tangent. So just to throw this out there, have you watched any of the reunited parts that are on YouTube? Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Um, yes. Uh, it's that little like Zoom. Josh, video Josh Gad yes. who was Olaf and I did watch the Back to the Future one it's really good yes but they also did a couple others that were really yeah. good most importantly Ghostbusters I just saw that 
oh man that was that was the bomb makes me really excited for ghostbusters afterlife and one thing that jason raitman said and this is why i kind of even brought this up was this is an am- amazing time for all of hollywood and I, I may even mean for marvel because now you can go back through and really fine tooth coma movie that you were prepared to release six months ago that you have to sit on mm-hmm. and really painstakingly go over every choice after the time that it, there's no deadline now. I mean, it's yeah. not that there's no deadline, but the deadlines have been moved so far that you're just fine tuning every aspect, which could make, we might have on the other side of coronavirus an explosion of some of the best cinema we've ever had. Because you get a lot more time to spend on the nuances and effects and yes. everything. And really, but with how many movies are so, so effect driven, Yep. Like the new Wonder Woman and uh, Black Widow that are, that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Those those movies have really big action set pieces, and most of what they're messing with is a green screen and pretend. Mm-hmm. And you can fine-tune pretend mm-hmm. until the all cows come home because you'll – I mean, well, at some point you might reach perfection where it looks real as real life. Yeah. We're getting really close oh, to that. Yeah. I mean, dangerously, and, we, and you've, we've seen it too with them de-aging actors and changing the shapes and weights and sizes of actors for different yeah. roles. Just You don't have to gain weight or lose weight for this role. We'll fucking do it digitally, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> don't worry about it. Jack Black, you don't need to lose 50 pounds. We'll just make it look digital. <laughs> He sucks him in. He goes, I never have to eat healthy again. <laughs> He's so jazzed. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, well, that wasn't a bad tangent. I think we did okay. I think so. All right, is we there anything live. else we want to add before we... Uh, uh, nothing. I, I don't think nothing this week is anything else like on my mind scope. Uh, so we'll see what's, what happens in the, with, with the news frame next week. Maybe we'll have some updates on some, on some rumors and whatnot. Uh, but I, I don't think it's going to be next week. Maybe the week after that, uh, TY will be back with us. Stoked. 305 could be a big one then. That could would be, be fun. It definitely could be. Um, yeah, folks, uh, make sure to check out all the different podcasts on the Journey into Comics Network. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. One feed isn't necessarily all you need, but we do appreciate you checking us out and downloading and subscribing to our feed if you do that. Anyways, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Journey into Comics. This has been JIC. 303 like what we're gonna name it like well either rumortoid arthritis (laughs) (laughs) or (laughs) i think it's gotta be because it it came back around and hit me all over again that was good i forgot about that already yep this is jic 303 rumortoid arthritis i've been nate i've been and as always pap Pap Rips back, boys, and fill that brains with shit. <laughs> Pap, your ca- Pap your caps. <laughs> See, now we're in Chicago. Pap your caps, kid. <laughs> fill your brains. <laughs> with shit. Later, guys. Oh.